Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you with his dear, dear friend, Dave Damashek. A rainy, dark Monday morning here in L.A. Dave, I got to say, it's they made us do that dumb thing with the clocks, and now we had to move them. And it's dark, like I said, it's pouring, and that does not reflect the mood at all because sports-wise, we got out of the crap, the crap month, which is the month after the Super Bowl. I'm depressed. I know you're depressed. We got through it for five weeks. March Madness is upon us. We did it. Not depressed. What are you... <laughs> but yes, no, yes, a ray of sunshine delivered from the sports gods. I can't wait. In right. just a matter of days, we are going to have one of the tent pole moments on the sports calendar Thursday tip off basketball basketball more basketball will live and die or at least the newbies will as they watch those first games mm. because there will invariably be eight minutes or 12 minutes into one of those early games there will be a 15 team leading a two seed and people will be sweating out their brackets it's great fun and let me say for the record I look forward to it despite my previous words of disparagement about the March Madness. You don't like the March Madness tournament. You don't like Joe Lenardi, who's going to be our guest in about 30 seconds, who really puts these brackets together, gives his I resent and him and I admire him. I wish I would have had the idea. That's a great, I mean, listen, he's the, he, he made a whole career out of this. Well, but. we'll see if you could say it to his face. You said this was an easy job. It's a nonsensical job. We could play the clips. I don't want to embarrass I know him. You can or play you. him all you want. Listen, I'm a list maker. I admire a fellow list maker. The fact that he is presumably multi, multi-million dollars ahead of me for his particular lists upsets me. I'm not going to I don't think he does it for the money. He does it for the love of the game. You know, let's ask him about it. Here he is right now. All right, this is a real treat. What Steve Kornacki is to the electoral map, this man, our next guest, is to the NCAA tournament bracket, fresh off yet another successful run at predicting the field. ESPN bracketologist Joe Lenardi is here. What's happening, Joe? Fellas, I hope I can live up to that introduction. <laughs> I think you can. I'm wondering, how do you feel after the bracket is re uh, released? Are you relieved? Are you exhausted? Is there some postpartum depression? I imagine maybe a little of each. Yeah, I, I, I call it a combination of uh, exhilaration and exhaustion. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, for all the people who think Selection Sunday is my favorite day of the year, it's actually today. Really? Selection Monday, because there is, look, I work in the toy department of life, so no, no uh, sympathy for anything, <laughs> but it's a physical challenge to be on and on call for that long, that constantly with so many eyes on you. And it, it, it's, it's nice this morning. I woke up, I walked around the corner. I got coffee. I acted like a normal person <laughs> and um, I'm OK with that. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Dave. What were we going to say? Well, uh, Joe, you know, so you so you're sequestered basically in a bunker for about three months worth of college basketball. Is that uh, that's how I like to imagine you. I, and then and now um, at nights when when, uh, when night falls tonight, they just plug you in for like the next six months so you can recharge yourself. I listen, I just want to say, Joe, before Sal gets into anything here, <laughs> because I suspect he's about to, 
I just want to say, there's a great line in the movie, Dazed and Confused, about no one ever says to Ernest Hemingway when he talks about having been in a fight, no one ever says, who won the fight? It's just the idea that he was in the fight. This is what I hail about you. You discovered an entire new profession. Whether you're right or wrong, who cares? The, the achievement is creating something called bracketology. And I tip my my finger oh, hat to you. On wow, it, this is very different tone. I think that's nice. Yeah, I think that's nice, too. I think it's very different from what we heard the last couple of weeks. But, Joe, go ahead. You can respond to that. And then I'll tell you what Dave really has thought of uh, of your profession. But go ahead. Yes, it, it it's wonderful <laughs> to be in the fight. Uh, but I'm not going to sit here and lie <laughs> and say that that's enough. Like, I want to be right. Yes. Like, I want to be right a lot. Uh, and, and y- y- you know, I'm a reasonably competitive person with ho- hopefully a sense of uh, balance as well. I know, I mean, I've been doing this for 25 years now in some manner or another. I know that my average is to miss, you know, about a team a year. Right. And I miss the team. So, you know that is going to have to be good enough. And I've always kind of scored myself on seating and placement mm-hmm. because that's actually harder work. And, you know, whether the team that I have number 68 is theirs as well. And it turns out it wasn't, they put my 69th team in like, I'm not going to beat myself up too much for that because you know, you get that far down the list, it's pretty random. And any of us could have either picked Wichita State or not, or Utah State or not, or Louisville or not. You know, I'm ready to put my feet up and watch some basketball without (laughs) having to worry about the outcome. Well, that's good, but I bet that you you could you'll you could live with one wrong. But if you got three wrong, I bet you're putting holes in the walls, right? Like you 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 have a margin of error in your head. You must have. By the way, you set this up for yourself. You in a way, I'm going to compliment you here, and it's not going to sound like a compliment. You ruined Selection Sunday because everybody knows within one team, because of all the work you've done over the last month and two months, everybody knows within one team what the exact field is. It's as, as if um as if there was no polling and we went into elections blind, like forget about the presidential election it was a little messy, but if not for polling, you would have no idea who's going to win an election or who's expected to win. And you have ruined selection Sunday. Good job by you, Joe Lenardi. Well, next, this coming year, I'm going to work on Christmas. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> we need someone to ruin Christmas. You know, Cause I've had some spare time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, look, uh, I would view it a little bit more broadly. I, I, I think that if, if there's a legacy here and, and again, like I am not doing like anything that improves or ruins humanity. Like we're talking about I disagree. basketball teams here. Okay. <laughs> but I, I think bracketology does build the narrative, at least from maybe the early February on. Because every game that's on, and, you know, there are like a thousand of them in that window, Mm -hmm. is like, all right, where do these teams stand? And I think it enhances the fan experience to have more than a guess at that answer, right? right? If you're watching on a Tuesday night 
you know, Wisconsin against, uh, I don't know, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, these are good teams. They're their records. Well, what does that mean? Because we're all pointing toward the tournament. Yeah. And right. the, the sport revolves around the tournament. And this gives context that wouldn't otherwise exist. Absolutely. It's so Absolutely. true. And Joe, you know, have you ever seen like kids go out in the backyard and they try to do that Michael Jordan pose when they dunk the ball like that? I just want you to know that you have at least one grand, grown man who you've influenced similarly uh, and you're talking to him. It's cousin Sal. Sal, do you have your <laughs> your notebook? Um, I do. He, so, I, I want you to know you're not alone. This is, a, in fact, look at look, look so what I, this weirdo I, even with does. The brackets, what does yours look like, Joe? Do you have anything you could hold up, compare and contrast <laughs> to this one? These are all brackets. These are conference tournament brackets. Joe, I use your rankings the three weeks leading up. Every Sunday, I do the bubble teams in and out. Even though I could easily print it online, I need to look at it. I need to put green dots and pink dots. You've now bracketed this out to last four out, last four buys. It used to just be the first four in, last four out right and now it's like do you think it's going to grow to like uh last eight looking out uh, it really could go on forever but yes you have uh, uh created a monster in me and it does so now Sorry i got that. yes no no that's good i got two wrong you got one wrong dave i said you know you think this joe lenardi this is such an easy gig why don't you write out your 68 teams joel solomon how many did dave get right out of the 68 all right dave actually did pretty good Okay. He did. Yeah. He got three wrong. Uh-huh. However, two of those teams he sent twice. I had a feeling. I yes, I was doing. <laughs> see, my attention so, to detail isn't my strong suit. Jim. Dave. Dave liked Kansas and Texas that much that he picked them twice. Oh. Uh, he also picked American. He picked American, who finished four and six this season. I don't. Maybe we know Dave loves cheese. I think he was oh. thinking of American cheese, but he missed Utah State, VCU, Wichita State. Oh, interesting. All right. Not as easy as you think. That's not that bad, though. That's just still in the 90th percentile, Joe, right? Not half <laughs> well, bad to, for an to amateur. point earlier, we, am I punching walls if I miss three? Yes. <laughs> uh, I have missed three on two occasions. Uh-huh. And, and I... A little inside baseball here. W- one of the times. No, please talk about college basketball. We'll get to baseball <laughs> in a minute. No, no, that's no, no, just no, no. It, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. No, I, I got <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, where was I? Oh, so so, and it was when I was transitioning to to doing more TV, mm-hmm. and previously it had been you know all this content was pretty much online and. I wasn't sitting around green rooms waiting to go on the air. And, and I, you know, for me, missing three, it was a disaster. <laughs> it, it, you know, as someone who makes a one to 68 every night from right. the beginning of November, and I'm not suggesting that that's like a normal way to live. Eh. It's just what the job is. Right. At least if you want to do it to my satisfaction. Yeah. Two out of the three people on this Zoom call disagree with what you just said there, <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm writing you being it down one of because of you, Joe. I got the same thing. Every night. But, but I, you know, I went to, to some of the, the, the TV bosses in Bristol and I said, look, I said, I'm sorry. I wasn't as accurate. Like, and, and, and I think that it, me sitting around waiting to go on the air 
is costing me basically study time and homework time and analytical Mm -hmm. time. And I would like to blah, 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 blah. And they said, well, we're really happy to hear that you're concerned about your accuracy and we appreciate that. But us saying that you're going to be on in 15 minutes is great television. And that's what we're going to do. I love it. And I said, what a great idea. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And, but then I changed my way of, preparing and going about it right so that i could do both you know hopefully to a level that people find credible do you uh do you were you like this as a child did you write them down did you bracket everything out it wasn't as uh difficult you didn't have the keng palm rankings you didn't have the quad one access to all those numbers it was it was a little more difficult a little more free for all was it were you like this as a, a youngster are you asking me if i was a nerd I think so. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. that's in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, 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 I remember writing brackets on a legal pad of like maybe the last four or eight, like in the early 70s, like in the middle of the UCLA dynasty. Wow. Because I grew up in Philly and we had some teams that were really good. You know, Villanova went to the championship game in 71. Penn was undefeated that year. LaSalle in 69 only had one loss. So that was when I started paying attention. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Joe, well, I, I yeah. had shades of um, uh, you'll, you'll probably appreciate. You'll remember the old Eastern eight conference tournament in the, at the civic arena in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I had, uh, I had some sentimental feelings when I saw St. Bonaventure get there. The Bonnies came out there in Mohawks once in 1981 or 82, I believe. And Villanova left. That was a seminal event for college basketball when Nova bounced from the Eastern eight and joined in on the, uh, on the big East and all of that. Do you feel though, my, uh, among my most curmudgeonly takes in all of sports is we don't need 64, let alone 68 teams to determine who the best in the sport is. I feel like it's oversaturated. How say you at this point, especially with these mid-level teams, guys stick around there through their junior and senior years and the powerhouse teams are are top heavy with freshmen who are going to be one and done. Is it, is it, is, do we need to <laughs> maybe consider altering this so that it re- re- reflects merit rather than excitement for a couple of weeks? I'm going to challenge the overall assertion. We're not determining the best team, right? We're, we're, we're determining the champion of the tournament. Exactly. You know, one and down done format. Hmm. You, you know, if, if we wanted to determine the best team, we would have fewer teams and play best of seven series mm-hmm. or some kind of play. I mean, the reason why UMBC can beat Virginia is that we're playing a 40 minute one shot game with roughly seven possessions, uh, 70 possessions, excuse mm-hmm. me. The reason why the best teams make the NBA finals 98% of the time is we're playing seven 48-minute games and a total of about 700 possessions. Right. So, yeah. No, we're, we're determining a, a the winner of a national championship tournament. Well, uh, as a matter of fact, I read your article this morning, Joe, and you say not only that you agreed with uh, one of your, your co-writers that the play-in games should not include necessarily the automatic bids, right? The uh, you you you're saying this. Oh, I totally agree with that. Interesting. You no, know, if we really if we really wanted to, you know, make these 
few nights before it gets underway, part of the madness, mm -hmm. we would take teams that are on the bubble, both in and out, and maybe go to another four teams or, or even up to 80 would be my maximum. It's but too right. much, Joe. We don't need 80. Too many. 80 is too many. <laughs> no, no. Uh, this I is would the guess greatest. that these sports books would disagree with you. Yes. Yes. We're, we're uh, gambling on but, these games. <laughs> you know, what do I know? My my name only ends in a vowel. And what, what, <laughs> Mine what, too. what I would say is have the bubble teams play each other and eliminate the talking heads, myself included, talking about whether Drake is better than Syracuse. Right. I got or you. Or that, that Louisville shouldn't say, just let them play. Right. Well, and that would be great. And then if you win your league, I don't care whether it's the ACC or the league you never heard of, you're in the bracket mm -hmm. because you won what you were asked to win. Just like in the NFL, like the NFC East this year, my Eagle, it was terrible. But that, that winner got a home game. Yep. That's true. Because they won what they were tasked to win. Well, I think you did a terrific job again. I know you have uh, other places to go right now. Uh, 67 out of 68. So that's the that's the threshold right there. You know, Joe Lenardi is not going to freak out if he gets 67 or above. I say good job by you. I think it might be time. To, we, can you go by Joey Brackets or, or oh, you're not ready for, sure. for that? Yeah, for Joey sure. Brackets. Yep. Yeah. I think we get you a leather jacket. We, we grease that hair to the side a little bit. Yeah, let's Change not go a, there. No? All right. Yeah. All right Joe, we'll please take on an apprentice. Please. It would be it would, <laughs> it would make this guy's life. Can you please, can you work him in maybe, uh, you know, 360 days Joe, from I have, now? I have crazy free colored markers I could give Look you. You know, whatever you want. I'm free yeah, you know what's cool? What, what maybe, you know, may not be aware of this. Like Al Gore if you believe him, was nice enough to invent the internet and all that information is there now. <laughs> That's right. And we don't have to write it down. We don't have to write it down. Joe, thanks for coming on. I I'll tell you, I think you're like a an accountant on April 16th. You should be able to go That's to Cabo. Correct. You should be able to go to Cabo and just uh, take off and for a month and forget about these dumb games. Your job is done. Wait, well, no, no, no. Joe's job is not done. He, oh, it's not? His official business can't be done until he tells us who's going to win the national championship. Yes, tell us. Because right, really, that's what's most important, isn't it? Easiest run, biggest well, surprise. Back, in the, back at the start of the year, you know, they make us go public with these predictions, so you can look them up. Right. But I picked then, in November, early November, Baylor over mm -hmm. Gonzaga in the wow. final. Good so job. So it occurs to me that if I keep that pick, I can only be wrong once. Right. If I change it, I can be wrong multiple times. <laughs> so I'm just going to stick with it. Stay with it. I agree. I thought Baylor had a little bit of a tougher run than everybody else. As far as if they were indeed the number, the second best one seed, I thought, wow, beating the winner of Wisconsin, North Carolina, potentially Villanova and Ohio State. I thought, I thought that was a tough run for the second overall seed. But um, I, uh, I like them to get to the finals as well. Um, yes, me too. All right, Joe, thanks for coming on. You want to plug anything? I see you have your book in the background. Here we go. Here we go. And, and that, now here you go. Uh, this is actual size. This is actual size now. Oh, <laughs> there's a, uh, the, the, you know, you've made it right. So, so, you know, all week somebody say, is so-and-so going to make it? And I would go like the magic eight ball. 
That's no, it. You're out. <laughs> He's like KGB with the Oreo cookies, right? And the the and the uh and round. That's how he determines bubble teams, everybody. I That's can't who you're listening to. It. Joe Lenardi wow. and his and his bobblehead. <laughs> he was right 67 times. Uh Joe, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. You can catch him on ESPN. Bracketology, he invented the stuff. Joe Lenardi. Thanks, thanks again. guys. All right. Take care, pal. <laughs> I mean, that was nice of him, and I'm glad that you showed some real maturity, some real growth there to not take him to task for this schnook Dave Damashek only being two more wrong than he was. I mean, that's two, a, but I, two, I, but it is a, it's a it's a giant percentage. Honestly, it's probably if you took a bracketology class, probably anyone with two wrong or better would pass. That's, and three. there's your future, Sal. Uh, that's you're not going to replace the OG, but if you yes. t- do Bracketology 101 and become an esteemed professor mm-hmm. with leathery elbows on your blazer, now that's the next quarter century of your life. Now, I don't know how you thought you were going to be right putting Texas in twice or Kansas. That is just, that's just <laughs> being, that's being I stubborn, get I think. confused with those. I know, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. I know, I was like, Wait a second. I already have too many, so I can't get Utah State in there, but Utah State is going to go. But again, it goes back to my original point. Like, what yes. is any of, what do we, do we need? This, These are the teams that are going to deter, they're a part of determining who the national champion is. Mm-hmm. Yes, the winner of the tournament. It's not, It's it doesn't exist in some silo away from the regular season. There's no party being thrown for Gonzaga right now. Only pain awaits them should they lose over the next mm-hmm. six games. That well, it's a kind of a canard. It really is. It really is. Well, well, this is not a this is not an evaluation of who the best team in the country is. Like, well, then what what was the last three months for then? Well, but here's what, the thing. I, I know you say that and you want to make it two out of three. And I heard you with Hench on minus three. And that is just an awful idea. It's like, hey, why don't we heat up ice cream? Like this tournament, everybody loves it. Everybody's betting it. It's a great. You are the one who puts too much importance on it. You could have your regular season champ. That could be your champ. Your conference tournament champ. Hey, maybe that's your best team. No, the one and done is great. It brings out the best coaches. You get to see the best coaching abilities. You get to see which players show up every night. I Imagine saying, hey, Bryce Drew, I, I know that was one of the greatest shots and most memorable we'll ever see. Do it again. Run it back in two nights because Dave wants to do two out of three for Valparaiso. I, listen, I, I am enough. aware. I'm aware, as I just said. It yeah. is. It's not one of. It is my single most curmudgeonly sort of thought. I also understand that the networks and whatever would never allow it to happen. It's not as though I'm, uh, I'm uh, fighting for something that has any chance in, in, in hell uh, of happening. I'm, all I'm saying is, that I, I'm with you. I am not looking to take out the the little sisters of the division. All the all the Patriot League and all that kind of stuff, they've earned it. That gives that means if you win your conference, then that's something to celebrate. That's the sure. goal. And then you get into this mix of conference champions to settle all hash. Where I where 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 it gets weird to me is is like fifth, sixth, seventh teams in power conferences. What are they doing in there? Well, didn't we just play 30 some games to determine that they're middle of the pack? What are they getting a crack at the national title for? And what's worse is that because these teams are all so closely matched, especially now much more so than they were 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. No, just cool. what, what, like, I, I'm, I'm all for gambling on this game and then the next game and then the game after that, except 
basically we could sit there and just bet on coin flips. It's so about, in, in one it's breath, that level in one of, breath, it's uh, why is the seventh best team in the uh, Big Ten? Why is Purdue in? Uh, what do we need to see from that? And then another breath, you're saying, oh, these teams are so closely matched. What's the difference between seven and two? I which one do you want to go with? That's why we need the 30 games. It's the same as baseball. The difference between the best in the and the middle of the pack right. requires a long stretch of games to determine percentage differences between these teams. Right. I don't this know what to tell you. This is a fun game. You're the only one in the country who wants I to change the NCAA I, tournament. What do I say? I, no, you I, can't listen, enjoy I'm not the it. fun police. I, I think it's fun. I just am pointing out it's not the best way to determine who the best That's team is. Fine. That's fine. You have other indicators to determine who you want to be champion. Your conference champion. That could be this last week. This was for you, Dave. They determined who won the conference championships. There you go. You well, don't get to watch the NCAA Let me tournament. tell you one you thing. You want it to be three out of five. Valparaiso beating, uh, beating uh, on good teams. So you Here's don't get to watch stinks. the tournament. Well, uh, let me just say this to you. Here's yeah. what stinks is that you got 68 teams in this thing. And now, as you mentioned, and now there's the subjectivity of this committee and how they match these teams up, and they do get cute with like, would that be fun to see these stylistic matchups in the second round of the tournament? So on the first weekend now, in a, a matter of days, I really think Baylor, I don't know if, if UNC is going to beat Wisconsin. I think they will. But if they do, I, mean, I I legitimately, and I'm not hot taken here. I think UNC is going to beat Baylor. Nah. I, mean, I, I just that that's a bad matchup, and that stinks for Baylor to have gone all the way through this with one loss, and now they're going to catch UNC um, in the second game of the. Tournament. I think that it does seems, stink too. But first of all, they may not catch. It might be Wisconsin. They're just True. enough uh, to screw you up if they're hitting from threes like they were the, the end of last week. Um, uh, good luck to North Carolina, but that's just how it is. That's how it is. This is what Bill's coaches, Bill's fortitude. You could see with the the young men, these young men, you don't know what's going through these young men's mind. Just win six in a row. It's the greatest. Don't You can't watch this tournament, Dave. I don't like it. You have too much, uh, too many bad things to say about it. You're not allowed to watch. I'm sorry. That's I mean, it. that's fair. It's harsh, but fair. Um, believe me, as somebody who is a Pitt and Indiana University basketball fan. I kind of feel like uh, a Kansas City Chiefs fan must have felt watching that hard knocks about a decade or 15 years ago when it was Brody Croyle versus whichever McNown. It's like, I don't have a team at all. I don't That's have right. a quarterback at all. That's how I feel. So, all right. I mean, listen, I'll enjoy it objectively, and I'll, and I'll wager on the teams. And listen, you and I, shouldn't this be a day for celebration? It really should. We were smart. We, you and me, got it right. I mean, I, well, I don't which know part? We'll get it right it, it, <laughs> to the tune of the Illini reaching the Final Four. But how about that? We went into our separate corners like Lenardi yeah. in his bunker, and we emerged with the same with the same conclusion: the best team, the team that's going to make the run, is Illinois. I don't know about you, but my reasoning is sound, and it's why I like UNC here too. Mm -hmm. I think Bigs take longer to develop and so if you have a young but potent front line those extra games over the course of a season i think that's why unc is scary all of a sudden and illinois i mean what are you gonna do with coburn you watching him play it really it is, is a now monster all of a sudden, in the last few days people are saying he reminds me of shack you know <laughs> but, but yeah right, yeah he does remind you of shack that's exactly right FanDuel has it. By the way, this tournament, American Gaming Association says 47 million Americans will bet on the NCAA men's 
basketball tournament, most of them through office pools. That way, I, I want to bring Joel Solomon on for a second because this is for uh, this gets to the core me to no one. Like I, from what you do, David, this is that's a one. Your your take on this tournament versus the atrocity that Joel Solomon every time he writes this down in an email. But Joel, come on on. What do you call it when you fill out brackets in an office and someone collects it? What do you what do you call that thing? I think it's called a, a poll. Oh, he's no. not kidding. Uh, you're not being funny when you say the office poll because he's now put in like three emails separately. Like, hey, Dave could fill out the office poll and then we'll see what his poll is next. I was like, whoa. Oh, you're really not screwing around here. You think it's office poll and not office pool. What what happened to you? It's a Pittsburgh accent, I think. Yeah. I was just going to say, I do remember. I don't know. I was just going to ask you, Sal, is that a national thing? Because kids, I, my experience was kids always were like, did you do the did you do the poll? Like, no, no, there's no poll. It's a pool, which is also really? confusing, kids but kind of makes sense. A pool that it's, you know, it's a kids. pool of picks, but... Um, Joel, yeah. don't you dare go away. You jump back on here. Joel, Joel, Joel says, I, I could see say, saying like, uh, kids say, who are we voting for? Right. Like, right. Not rooting for, but a 40 plus year old man saying poll. It's no accent. You've now, you wrote it. You're going to, you're going to blame Helvetica 12. You wrote poll instead of pool. It's not because a poll. Then do, you don't have to do the poll. If you don't want it, you don't have to be in uh. the I think you're just trying to get out of paying the ten dollars. See, Sal, isn't it fun? Joel from uh, Joel from accounting's gonna end. Who calls it a poll is gonna end up winning this thing. You see, this is why it's cute. It's fun to do, but it, uh, it's not based on merit. What, so what's this what? have to do with? Please, so I'm gonna put Texas down. Tomatoes. Still gonna tomatoes. I, I, I admit, it makes me want to fire him for saying poll on office poll. My God, that, be, that feels extreme. I asked him, he, he, I asked write me a few questions for Joe Lenardi he says who usually wins the ESPN office poll. Can you imagine if I asked Joe Lenardi that? <laughs> That's a great him. question. I wish you would ask that. He better win this thing every year. I crossed it right. Off. I didn't even want it in my head in case I just said poll by accident. Yes, he should win. He should definitely win. Uh, um, how about this? What about if everybody has to bet on our picks? Who, yes. who are you the pick? Are you since you're since you're so sharp? Are you the guy who since you and Lenardi were only off by one from <laughs> each other? Are you the are you the heavy favorite? If FanDuel were to lay odds on who's going to win the extra points office pool, I'm glad you said it correctly. But uh, no, I don't think so because we're you know it, it's still once you have the field right. Anybody like you said. Uh, Agnes from accounting who doesn't have a TV could win, but I think that's exciting too. And that's so it's fun. Uh, water cooler talk. Let's just go into the Fandle odds. Gonzaga two to one odds. My God, that's as low as I've seen in uh, years to win this whole thing. And why not? They're undefeated. Baylor five to one odds Our Illinois Illini. Uh, by the way, I bet money on Baylor too uh, at seven to one. I thought it was a great number. They're only five to one now. Um, Illinois six to one Michigan plus seven fifty. They got a, uh, well, they beat, got beat by a good Ohio State team. Iowa 16 to 1. Houston is also a two seed, 18 to 1. Bama 21 and Ohio State 21. Um, this is fun. I'm excited for this. Uh, Gonzaga, Ballard, Illinois, Michigan. They get the one seeds. Did you watch Selection Sunday, Dave? Do you watch it at all? Yeah, I did watch it. But yeah, I want you to go into because I'm curious what you think. Uh, if you have any bracket 
approach uh, to 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 making your predictions. Lenardi, as we've just learned, his work is done. Yes. So now this is where Cousin Sal really has to tune it up a little bit. What is your strategy for filling out a successful bracket? Well, well I'm fur- I go right at it. And like I said, you could easily print it out once the spit is dry on uh, Greg Gumbel's mouth. But I- I'm-, I'm writing it down. I'm writing down two verse 15, seven verse 10, all that. And I'm- I try to do it. I like and- that even Lenardi called you out on that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know the internet will do that work for you, but go I know. ahead. Is he calling me out? You're the one who has such hatred for him. He's calling. He's getting in my grill for. We no got reason. along famously. I do a bracket, right, and then I say, "Oh wow, I have two two ones, a two, and uh, 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 I have three ones and a two. I'm like, I got to go back. I got to change something because it ain't like that. It was out like that like seven years ago, and uh, otherwise, there's always a six in there or a four or something. So I change it up. I never want more than two ones. Um, I have Baylor and Illinois as the one seeds advancing, and I have Iowa upsetting Gonzaga, and then I have Florida State upsetting Michigan rather early. I think that's the round of 16 that they upset Michigan uh, and then beat Maryland. And then I have, uh, I'm sorry, I have Baylor over Iowa as champ. Dave. Look at that. We I agree on that one, Sal. Really? We both got Florida State and Illinois oh. in our final four. I like oh, okay. that. I like the their... Uh, Plus 500, the Seminoles are to get to the final four. I kind of like the way the bracket breaks for them for exactly the yeah. reason you just said there. Yeah, for sure. I well, think they get the- to the Elite Eight. By the way, Elite Eight, feel I, I talk about being an old man. Sweet 16 <laughs> was always around. So uh-huh. I embrace that. Final four, always around. I feel like Elite Eight, somewhere about like 20 years ago, somebody was like, we need to name this round. And then we squeezed it. We squeezed out Elite Eight. I'm not buying it. I'm not Why not ball. Grade I Eight? I need another 20 year, we used years to say, before I embrace it. We used to say Grade Eight. Grade Eight's great, right? Yeah, Grade Eight. Yeah, Grade Eight's way better. Elite Eight tries yeah. too hard. I'm, you're not, not, I'm getting, not doing it. You're not but taking anyway, advantage Florida of the State will uh, be in that uh, round, alliteration. Whatever it is. If you say EE, it's not the alliteration, Elite Eight. You're losing it there. I get, I get that written out. They both start with E, uh, but no, grade eight is better than uh, is better than elite eight for sure. But but what I want to talk about is this: um, how they unveil the brackets, right? They seem to have now it's a COVID year, although that didn't seem to matter. It seemed like all the teams had congregated and were waiting for the results. CBS had cameras probably in four different schools or right where the players for the schools were doing it. Why not? Why haven't we learned with as much as we have? The reality show updates. Ryan Seacrest says, we'll be back in two minutes to find out who's your new American Idol, whatever it is. That was exciting. Why can't we make more of a game of it? Why do they have, now I know they're on three second delay and that's fun, but why can't we have like Syracuse and Wichita State and have the two schools and have them side by side and announce it that way? It's so anticlimactic. That's exactly right. They handed out the Grammy Awards on Sunday night. Yeah. We we watched the Academy Awards. We love that drama. We love the the human emotion of having a tight shot on somebody. Um, Yeah. Why not go quad box and and see one team celebrate and the other three get mad? Yeah. We've gotten worse at that. I don't I don't get it. It's CBS. Get uh, get Jeff Probst up there. Right. Have him light a torch and Wichita State and Syracuse. They're sweating over it. And maybe who belts a a fire can do it. Um, But anyway, we are here and you want to change the tournament. But you maybe I think you could get through it, Dave. Honestly, I I I, just to make clear. Mm -hmm. I just want to be I listen. It's not that I, I I'm incapable of joy. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I will watch it. 
at least as much as just about anybody within the sound of my voice. To me, it is one of the great days on the sports calendar. I used to, when I was in Chicago and doing sales in the loop, mm-hmm. um, I would uh, I would standardly make some lame excuse. I didn't try to come up with an excuse. I respected or uh, whatever it was, my authorities too much, my, my boss is too much to lie to them. Or I would, I would go to the bar and I would sit there for three to five hours in <laughs> during work. And it's I would the watch the basketball tournament the just as I would when I was in, when I was in high school, I would do that too. I would just flat out skip class to watch the tournament on, on Thursday morning. It's a, it's a heavenly event. I'm just pointing out reality, Sal. That's all. Don't get mad about it. No, I'm not mad about the reality tournament. is this is the greatest tournament in all sports. And you're trying to ruin it by adding games and adding this will end in no, June. taking away games. I'm taking away games. Don't you see? Why would you? Who wouldn't want to see? You mean to tell? I, listen, Go ahead. I, it is what it is. I'm not going fu- to. This tournament will be fun to watch. Great. I'm just saying to you, can you really tell me that it wouldn't be in an alternate universe? You wouldn't be interested in seeing the Big Ten heavyweights and Gonzaga and Baylor sure. knock heads would knock heads in double elimination games. Wouldn't no. that be more satisfying um, to you? What do we you, need to see? What do we here's need the to thing. see some of these teams? For you write Dad, down. We your, don't know. Write down the top ten moments in tournament history, and they would all be ruined by your your uh, proposal here. Every single one of them. I agree. They would. Every be, single right. one of them. I um, agree. NC State would certainly never have got. But although, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Actually, no, ruined, ruined. You would have no, because it. It, I, I mean, if you, I, I know you don't want to get Jim Valvano, Jim Valvano running wild on the court. You never would have seen it if they. Had I just want to tell you, Villanova yeah. and NC State, which are two of the very best. I mean, in a mm. very short list of best moments ever, did happen to win their conference tournaments, and so they earned their spot. In the sure, tournament. they didn't go. They didn't go one game over five hundred and finish sixth in the conference and still get kissed into the thing. They had they won to. their conference tournaments. Well, I know. Yeah, yeah there were like ten games under five hundred. That's why they had to win their conference tournament. I I get it. So Georgetown's I, in. This is great. The Georgetown's in because Patrick Ewing won his conference tournament. He's I'm old not school. saying take away your. I'm not saying take away the conference tournament winners. They get an automatic bid. That's fine. I'm saying right. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm I, my argument is we do not need over the repeated head-to-heads over the course of a conference, even if it's a heavyweight conference. All you right. don't need that many. You don't need seven teams from any conference. Okay. It's ridiculous. That's all. all right. uh, that's all. All right, Mister Hockey. We've seen Sabres Islanders 47 times, I and mean, they're gonna all. Everyone's gonna make it in, in a month. But uh, this Doesn't is a make great it right. Let me go over. Let me go over our our. We have a bunch of things going on here, Dave. We have our friends at Prop Swap are running a contest, and we're picking ten, designating ten people. March menaces, really. Uh, we're giving them tickets on Illinois to win the whole thing at eleven to one odds. I'm figuring out ten people. Prop Swap is buying the tickets, and uh, we're going to give them out to people. So that's one thing. We have the Degenerate Trifecta Cinderella Challenge. Maybe we could have come up with a better name for that, but we, you know, we're pressed for time. Degenerate trifecta from against the elite eight. Yeah, maybe we'll call it the elite eight. That won't make much sense for this. But here's what happened: Harry, brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid, each picked a 12 seed or lower, and we are going to designate a student for each of those schools. So who was it, Joel or Jim Cunningham? Who was it? It was uh, brother Bry took Winthrop, right? Parley Kid took Georgetown. These are all 12 seats. I think they're all 12 seats, actually. And Harry took Cal Santa Barbara, 
We're going to pick a student for each of those schools. They're going to come on against all odds and they get tuition money for every win. That team, every advancement, they get $500. That's going to be nice, right? Beautiful. Yes. I love that's, that. Very generous of you. Yes, exactly. De definitely generous of me. We, it is not sponsored at all. Um, so that's that. And uh, and what else? We have our we have our oh, we're gonna do something called a one whiny moment, right? Is that what it's called, Joel? We're gonna set up a hotline and people call in their bad beats from the tournament, and we're gonna play them on the air on extra points, and we're gonna have the one shining moment uh, music. Uh, overlapping all the uh, I might leave a stuff. message before the thing starts. <laughs> well, we were going to have leave Dave's number, but I haven't asked him yet. Oh, okay. This is the official <laughs> ask. <laughs> all right. I'll be watching a hockey game. Don't worry. I'll be I'll be right by the phone. Good, good, good. You'll be in your swimming pole, and uh, yeah, maybe you'll hear the results <laughs> from there. All right, but out of all the contests, Fandle, our friends at Fandle, they have the best thing going here. March Madness. We're all excited about it. And because of FanDuel, your first bet on March Madness is risk-free. Doesn't matter if you're betting uh, UC Santa Barbara or Gonzaga. New users get up to $1,000 in site credit back if your first bet doesn't win. And if they win, guess what? You get to keep the money. And if that's not enough, FanDuel wants to make you a millionaire. Yes, you. Not you, Dave. Uh, they're giving away $1 million to one lucky better. New and existing users get an additional shot at the payout every day. They bet the tournament. If you want a shot at becoming a millionaire or even a thousandaire, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Use promo code extra points so they know we sent you. That's FanDuel, Sport That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code extra points. Million dollar giveaway, Dave, and a thousand dollars back uh, on your first bet if you lose. Come on. This is a great tournament. Vandal making it by, even better. By Sunday night, um, I think this thing's going to be shaken up, but good if I'm right about UNC. Yeah, get in on it. That's a, By the way, when you're filling out your bracket, so again, I come back to you, Sal. Hmm. What strategies do you employ? What's your Because it says a lot about a human being. I am, a, I am somebody who I'm not... I, I, I do respect hmm. the I'm only going to fill out one bracket approach you know, self-confidence, right. but you can, you can be a little bit uh, too rigid as far as that goes. I find myself reaching the same conclusions as I'm a different human being seven minutes after I finish one bracket and then turn and start filling out another one. Mm -hmm. I reach the same conclusions. I cannot trick myself enough to, to choose one well, this, in this bracket. I am going to say Wisconsin beats UNC and ergo Baylor beats Wisconsin and moves on. I just keep on making the same pick. So I essentially, as much as I'm kind of like, I don't know, one, one bracket, that's not so much fun, but then my brackets end up looking pretty much the same anyway. How say you? Yeah, you have to, you have to mix it up because I, like I said, there's always, well, first of all, there's always like a 12 seed in the second round, right? And maybe even the third round lately, but what do you want to do? Do you want to take Utah State over Arkansas and then over Ohio State and then over Baylor? You don't want to do that. You don't want to actually write it. Like that doesn't that doesn't look right. Yeah, okay. Uh that's right. Yeah, you know, uh it you know, feels wrong. It feels like what what are we doing here? What kind of fantasy nonsense am I getting into here? Yeah, yeah I know I know a 14 beats a three every year, but do I uh, and then wins a second game? But uh, I'm gonna have Moorhead State over West Virginia and then over Syracuse or San Diego State. So it's weird. I'll tell you what you're going to hear, Dave, more than anything in the next week or so. Battle tested, that term, right? 
So the Big Ten's <laughs> the best conference, right? So, well, I'm going to have uh, Purdue go a little further than I normally would because that conference is battle-tested. They play each other. It's great teams. They play tournament games every single uh, week, are there, two and three is times there no, a week. Is there no, I mean, yeah, uh, the, to me, you 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 mock me unknowingly because that's yes. basically what I do. First of all, every well, analyst for the last 24 hours keeps talking about this team could be a really tough out. All all of them, all 68 of them are this this potentially a, right. a tough out. So that so g- congratulations to all those teams on being tough outs before the game. Um, I do exactly what co- or what you're kind of describing, which is I look for what conference, not team. I look at what conference sure. feels undervalued to me. To some to some extent, and I feel like it's the ACC this year. I feel oh, like hmm. I, and I I I know it's easy to say, well, that's because yeah, you you like a team and you're a child, Dave, and so therefore you have to. I I don't root for ACC teams right. other than one of them. Um, in fact, I dislike them. I do feel like when I look at it, Virginia is a four. Florida State is a four. Vaguely, I don't want to say disrespectful. That word gets thrown around uh, a little bit too uh, too easily. But I feel like, huh. That, that, that's a little weird to me. So yeah. yeah, I think I think the ACC has a chance to make a little bit of. I would have thought the Big Twelve was your favorite in that you put Texas and Kansas in there twice. But um, <laughs> I mean, how much how much more of an endorsement can you give a conference? This is right. what really is going to get to you, right? I mean, of all the things that bother you with this tournament, the Midwest region, Dave. I hesitate to even bring this up. I know. Well, of course, this makes me crazy. Yes. Six teams with orange as their primary color. Now, they have a lot to think about. Now, I, I doubt that they ever even consider the aesthetics of a matchup when they're picking a region. Um, they, for, first of all, they didn't even consider that they put Kansas and Virginia, two teams who have COVID issues, in the same region. That that didn't uh, occur to them that that, that could be uh, an issue. But certainly, it, it went by them that there were six orange teams in the Midwest region. What do you say, uniformant? Jump in there. Well, I mean, I, I'm not happy about it. Of course, black and orange, if you gave me a blank slate and gave me a brand new uh, sports franchise and said, go ahead and pick from the rainbow, if it weren't based in the on the banks of the three rivers of Pittsburgh, I would go with black and orange. I find it uh, mm. the most handsome combo available to the human eyeball. Uh, this is too much. Too much uh, of anything is too much, and, uh, and no <laughs> exception here. You know, it reminds me of uh, the ACC has a little bit too much orange among its teams. And I wonder where that happens, uh, how that goes down. The worst is in college football's best conference, uh, perennially, the SEC, all maroon. Think about it. Too much maroon in in, uh, in the yeah. SEC. Bam, okay, they get to keep it, but Arkansas gets it. Now Mississippi State's going to wear it. That's too much. Now we had South Carolina 15 years ago. Guess what they wear? Maroon. There's a lot of maroon running around. Out well, that's the- bad, too. That's one conference that could have been avoided. This yes. can't be avoided, but yeah, it's going to be. You're, you're not going to like it, though. Illinois, Clemson, Syracuse, Oklahoma State, Oregon State, Tennessee. <laughs> that's a lot of orange. Take a page from uh, from the heroes. Okay, they didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh no, wait, no, the Bucks are the ones who made the decision. So they did win the Super Bowl. So the so the uniform god smiled on them for saving our collective eyeballs by deciding we we could wear our red, mm-hmm. as is our right as uh, as the NFC, the home team here. We could wear the red jerseys, but we're not going to against the Chiefs. We're going to wear the white jerseys and make it a much more palatable viewing experience for you. 
Result, Buccaneers win the Super Bowl. No. Coincidence? Probably. But <laughs> maybe not. Well, let's just, just let's make sure you pack. How about this, teams? Make sure you pack the home and road uniforms. We cannot that's possibly all. bear like, oh, we didn't bring the white uniform. Now both teams have to wear orange. It, it Unacceptable. Game yeah, gets we, canceled. You forfeit. You have to forfeit if you forget the right uniforms. You, if you can't pay that attention to that detail, and this is coming from somebody who listed Kansas and uh, Texas twice. <laughs> uh, I agree. Yeah, you can't go inside out. There's not going to be a lot of fans you could borrow shirts from. So yeah, bring uh, bring both. Bring shirts a change and of clothes. skins has never happened in a pinch. That's interesting. Good point. I like it. Um, you brought off NFL. Uh, Drew Brees retires. He's done. That's it. Saints 18 to one to win the Super Bowl. Now they did something that I really didn't understand. They signed Taysom Hill to a four-year $140 million extension, which seems insane. And then you read that, well, almost none of it's guaranteed. Um, they essentially signed him to a one-year $12 million restructured contract that's voidable, four voidable years, spread out with a $9.6 million bonus. Is he their guy at 18 to one? Does does uh do the Saints look more intriguing to you? I still think I still think you know the Niners are ahead of them, the Rams are ahead of them, the Packers are ahead of them, and the Bucks are ahead of them, just in the NFC. Fourth seems like a good spot for them with Taysom Hill, maybe Jameis combination. What do you think? I think uh Jameis, I I I refuse to believe that Sean Payton believes that he's gonna be able to win a division or be really competitive with Taysom Hill taking right. all the snaps. It's uh, Jameis Winston's got to be a guy they figure something out with. And for Jameis's sake, I do wonder. So I, so, so my bet would be that Jameis is under center, not Taysom Hill for the first snap in week one. Um, but I, I also think that, uh, it's a, Funny spot for Jameis. He didn't do even as much as Matt Flynn did or Scott Mitchell did generations ago to earn a, a, a longer-term contract, but it does seem like that teams are looking at things and realizing 2022 is not setting up to be as rich a QB market as the one right now. So I wonder if Jameis is kind of like, hey, I don't owe you anything, Saints. I appreciate the year. If you're not going to mm. give me multiple years, um, to stay here. Why am I possibly going to take another one year prove it deal? I just did that. I didn't prove much other than that. I could wear a headset, but, um, well, Drew I, Brees proves that that's a, that's a nice spot to sit there and sling it around. Right. And, and Jameis had what 5,000 yards two years ago. So that's maybe why he'd want to stay. Michael Thomas, you, you have to figure is going to stay. I would just say though, if I was, ja I'm sure Jameis is uh, agent is doing that, but saying like, give, yeah. give me, give me, give my guy uh, a three-year deal. Why does he have to prove anything to you guys or good luck with Jameis Winston. And then the other X factor is I love how everybody's very rigid about where Russell Wilson has a no trade club. Well, he didn't put the Saints down as one of his teams, or maybe he did. Mm -hmm. I can't remember, but that's that's the the move. That's the one to explore there. And I'm sure Sean Payton, like every other team, is blowing in a call to maybe Houston as well and saying, "So what is what 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 do you want here?" I don't think they have what it would take to get Deshaun Watson. But that's the whole I'm sure thing. They're looking and, and into the, that one too. I, I I just don't see that. I, I don't see Wilson moving around. Right. I think. Uh, you know, uh, we were talking about Aaron Rodgers leaving the team a few weeks ago, and now they signed Aaron Jones. Like, these guys are going to stay put. That's the idea. Make a little noise. Now, Deshaun Watson, that's a different story. I actually think he is going to sit out. He's been the most sacked quarterback. They took away his best receiving option. 
They gave him a, a running back who was was good in 2017. And you know, JJ Watt's gone. Like I, I, that guy, I believe him when he says I'm I'm sitting, regardless of what the coach says. He's like, no, no, he's our guy. Like, all right, well. Um, I also think it matters a little bit that you know in history that that there is a way. It's funny that um, that fans, when push comes to shove, they mm-hmm. will side with the institution. Uh, namely the local franchise over the player. They, mm. We've seen this time and again. I think, though, in this one, I think that so the Texans are maybe on some level banking on this, like, hey, Deshaun, you know, you're sitting out in training camp and the fan base is getting scoochy, man. You're really going to sit out. I think in this case, I think they that, that locals in Houston, as J.J. Watt has already indicated in any number of other examples, the franchise franchise is screwy right mm. now. And if they start messing with Deshaun Watson, who for what it's worth does as much as he does in the community and with JJ Watt already out the door, I think the stink is going to be on the Texans. It's very clear that they have to move him. him. And the, 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 the bummer is that I know I've said it uh, 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 at least a uh, hundred times on this show but the move is available to them when they want it. Call Joe Douglas and say, "Give us the second overall, and uh, and and we'll figure out some other assets to yeah. include in the deal." And that's that. And then they get their they get his replacement right there. You're not going to get a deal like that again, uh, unless it's for Russell Wilson somehow. Texans take what's available. Well, who well, do you like I, yeah, best, but- Justin Fields, Trey Lance? How about that, Trey Lance, second overall? We're very excited about that. Take him, yeah. reboot the franchise. All set. People will forgive you better than watching Deshaun Watson in the first week in September. Like, yeah, he's still holding out, so we got to go with his backup. That will no, not they, they have to it. make a decision. Either they believe him or not. That's one point. The second is maybe he doesn't go to the Jets. I, I don't know his, you know, his list is in. Yeah, I, I actually, I think he's going to Carolina. I actually think. I mean, I think that's a great place. He wants to go to Carolina. I, I could see him going to Carolina. It doesn't mean that the Texans are going to. The Texans want to trade with the Jets. Doesn't mean it could happen because he could block it. So there's a lot of uh, weird shit in this. Um, well, because everybody, because everybody does this thing, Sal. I know I'm the dummy, and I'm the one who, like, uh, who, who, oh, you, you don't get scouting and all that kind of stuff. Every year, it's the same flow of things. Now, here we are, and in the run-up to it, and with pro days, fine, there's no combined. There's a, there's a, there are these pro days, and Trey Lance goes out there without a helmet and without pads, and he throws it around, and now everybody's swooning, and now they've decided, boy, Trey Lance is going to end up being good. I don't and love the Trey Lance thing. I don't know. The guys play I like it. two I like games. It. He hasn't played in a year. Like, uh, Crap school hasn't played in a year. A little bigger than everybody else, but but, so, but but this is the way it goes. And Mac Jones is going to benefit from this, yeah. and Justin Fields is, and Zach Wilson is, and they're all going to go high. And some guys are going to deserve it, and we'll recognize that in a year three. And other guys won't have deserved getting tra- traded. But yes, I I am with you. The Texans. I I now uh, versus a week ago, I would have thought, yeah, the Texans. I mean, the uh, Panthers can get Trey Lance, and that seems exciting, but. All of a sudden now, if you're trading the eighth pick to Houston, I'd be a little more nervous as the Texans. Are you definitely going to get Deshaun Watson's successor? I'm not positive that Justin Fields is going to be there anymore. So then maybe all of a sudden, if you're the Texans, you're trying to sell Mac Jones to your fan base. And that sounds uh, less inspiring. But yes, all these guys are moving up just because they go out and they throw without their helmet and pads. And by the way, what kind of hokum is that? Who decided that that is the acceptable minimum standard to evaluate players? 
Yeah, you put pads on and a helmet. It's a lot harder to do stuff when those things are on you than without. Make them go out there and do that at least. Yeah, I don't know. nobody's touching each other. No, but you'll, ne- you'll never see anyone touch each other again. In a, Sometimes in a they swing day. brooms at them. Sometimes that's what they do. They'll swing a broom. Uh, Crown Royal believes being a royal fan this season means staying safe, generously supporting your community, and drinking responsibly while rooting on your team. That is how to crown your game day. All right, my Crown Royal Athlete of the Week, Andre Curbelo. You know who this is, Dave? Illinois, your big Illinois guy. He won the game for them yesterday. Freshman, Long Island kid, came from Puerto Rico originally, played high school hoops at Long Island. All my friends back home are excited about him. You talk, you hear about Illinois and Dosunmu and, and Colburn, but it's the unsung heroes. By the way, their bench is so deep, Illinois. They outscored Ohio State 21-3 at some point, and Andre Curbella jumps in there, a jumper in overtime to put Ohio State away. He had 16 points, six rebounds, five assists, really the star of that game yesterday in a tremendous game. Ohio State, Illinois, secured the number one seed for the Illini. Andre Curbello, he is my crown royal athlete of the week. Dave, take it away. Who are you going with? Boy, we love our rivalries and uh, some good college football rivalries on the hardwood over the last uh, few days. That was a lot of fun to watch. I am going to go with Drew Brees. Mm, heard of him. And listen, I, I, I've gotten a lot of heat from Saints fans um, since Drew Brees retired. First of all, everybody, we knew Drew Brees was going to retire. And so Saints fans very upset with me for just, you know, making a statement of fact that Drew Brees owes a debt of gratitude to Brett Favre and Adrian Peterson because Peterson, of course, had the fumbles with the Vikings uh, in the 2009 NFC title game in the Superdome. Mm. Were it not for that and Brett Favre throwing a terrible interception with nine seconds left in regulation, Drew Brees would be 21st century Dan Fouts, which Uh. is a surefire Hall of Famer who never even got to a Super Bowl. And the argument that Saints fans are making back is like, how dare you what if Drew Brees? You know what? He also could have gotten to a Super Bowl if they wouldn't have blown the call against the Rams in 2018. They're not wrong. So, so That's wait. Right. Well, right. Well, so wait, am I wrong to what if things or am I right to? Because how are you? You're, I think it's two wrongs make a right because everybody's throwing their what if at me to counter my what if. Either way, I will say this. Drew Brees, if you're ever in NOLA, one of the great uh, places to visit on the planet Earth because of its citizenry, the uh, the sunny disposition, <laughs> despite all the terrible things that have happened there in the 21st century, or specifically the awful flood and what Drew Brees specifically did to help resurrect that town. I get it on a human level what he's meant to that town. No disrespect to you. What I will say for Drew Brees is um, while I impugn him and I mean, there's no way around this. I'm sorry, Saints fans. That team has underachieved over the last decade. There's no way around that. Get mad at me all you want. Facts are facts. I will say this about Drew Brees and the argument of where Super Bowl era quarterbacks rank. The best thing you can say about Drew Brees is, who was he throwing to? Before Michael Thomas got there, his best receiver was a tight end in Jimmy Graham. Mm. His best receiver was Marcus Colston in his prime, and yet he put up those extraordinary numbers. I say, tip of the hat to you, Drew Brees, number nine. Here's some beads for you, and uh, and uh, I, I wish I had more beads to throw at Saints fans who are very I'm angry. Ver- I'm, I'm confused here. I'm very. I'm, I'm honoring I'm, him, I'm and confused. also I'm making a statement yes. of fact. That's it. Yes, you suck. You you had no one to throw <laughs> to. You're, you're charitable. I don't understand. And this is your athlete of the week. 
Don't you see, Sal? I have many layers to my onion. So too many. Drew, Way man. too many. I, I think, though, I don't think you could play the what-if game with him because of that. He has three gigantic what-ifs against him. They lost three playoff games on the last play of the game. They The push-off with the, the tight end, Rudolph, right, with the Vikings. We obviously oh, that know. Was the, that was ridiculous that that was a, that that was a, it, it, well, got to way, be a thing for it, a couple of days. It, that was no It's ridiculous, off. but you would have made a what if out of it. What if, and the digs catch, and of course the pass interference thing where they change the rules. I don't know. He's got three what ifs to your one, and your one is a big one. But I don't know if he's the guy that you play the what if game with. Well, you want a what if, of course, one of the great what ifs in the Super Bowl era is what if uh, the the Dolphins medical staff would have cleared Drew Brees and brought uh, brought him over from San Diego instead of him falling back to New Orleans. That was right. his, uh, that was his one a choice, of course. That's another thing. I don't know. All right. You can't you can't what if Drew Brees. I just did, bub. Crown Royal's a perfect addition to your NFL game day. Don't forget, stay hydrated, drink responsibly. That was a Crown Royal water break. Moderate your drinking on game day. And for more tips on how to crown your game, visit at Crown Royal on Instagram. All right, Dave, what else do we have? I got to say, um, this past weekend, now there's been highs and lows with this pandemic, mostly lows for sure. But I have not felt a high like I did this year when my son, my 15-year-old son, playing in a JV game. Yes, safety. The most exotic of all official signals. It must have been a thrill. Records a safety, and I wanted to record. I have my camera. I'm not going to record every play on my phone, and I just want to watch. But I was like, oh, man, he looks poised. To, and again, I'm using poised here, Dave. But it looks like he's going to rush, rush the edge, and he did. The quarterback rolled left and he's like, took it. I was like, just go, just commit one way or another. He commits. He takes him down. Jim, I'm going to send you this picture. Hold on. I should have sent it earlier. Oh, I was delighted. And he, he records a safety and I'm just going nuts in the crowd. And I think it made the difference. They won 37, 16, but it's the game winning play, right? Cause they won, they went up two to nothing and then never relinquished the lead. So I think it's the game winning score right there. Uh, the safety. Did FanDuel have that as a player prop? <laughs> you know what's funny? Our friend Daniel um, famously bets safety first score and safety last score of the Super Bowl every year, and it's like 40 to 1. And he won with it two years. He won with it. Uh, ironically, he's a big Patriots fan. He's, he's uh, doing laps around the house when Tom Brady gets called for the intentional grounding in the end zone, right? Is that against the Giants? They're down 2 nothing. I think it was against the Giants, right? Spaghetti, was that right? Was that was it two nothing? I think it had to be against the Giants when they they went down two nothing. Maybe I'm wrong. And then uh, same thing he had it when uh, the snap goes over Peyton Manning's head against Seattle. Mm -hmm. That was obviously safety first score. So he cashed in on two forty to one odds. Can't bet it on high schools, it turns out. But um, but uh, that is a Daniel move for sure. I'm gonna send you this. Boy, Hold that's on. a great bet by Daniel because yes, there was also a safety. To start the first score in Super Bowl nine was a safety. Was um, it? Yeah. I mean, that's that, right. th those odds got to be better than the, the the times that it's come up as the last score in the first score has to have a better percentage to it over 54 games or 50, wait, with 55 games, whatever. Well, and again, uh, the thing is they don't change the odds. Like it could happen four years in a row and it's still like 40, 45 to one. It's something. Hold on. I'm going to send you this picture. Oh, this made my. That was great. Oh, yeah. And uh, again, I hate to say it. I'm not trying to poke the bear here, but I mean, 
what you know, handsome boy. That's fine that he came from <laughs> your loins on that count there. But I mean, this kid's six foot four, Sal. No, 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 no. He's he is six one and a half, and he's one seventy five. Handsome, and, uh, good, tall drink of water. I mean, you know, I was watching the Woody Allen thing the other day, and was like, I'm looking at Frank Sinatra's child here <laughs> when Ronan Farrow's talking. Like, let's, who are we trying to jive here at this point? There's you know? no question. There's no question. Same thing there with Harry. Same there thing with Harry. Not not your friend Harry, but ha- Prince <laughs> Harry. It's like, well, obviously, uh, Prince Charles isn't the guy's father. And I got to tell you, Archie. I mean, look at that guy. Look we're at number fifty six. Head down. Be a power good. Forward. Good we're be a power forward, and uh, I don't know what school's going to recruit Woo. him. He might wind up at Syracuse. But look at these tough little uh, white white beach kids knocking heads <laughs> in the end zone. Number seven, I, and that's seven, Dave. That's Big Ben going down. Fifty six, taking them, wrapping them around the hips. I mean, I, the, the, the uniforms are okay. I, I I don't think they're great. The helmets don't really match the gray of the uniform. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm it's, not going to nitpick there. Congratulations! It's like a goldish, it's a big, uh, it's a big achievement for the family. We had uh, we had a little achievement at our house uh, just with a birthday. Um, little eleven uh, year old Jean Claude Van Damaschek turned oh. twelve, and so we go karted and we. We ate, we ate beef and we uh, we rejoiced. And it's it nice to get out. We had right? no safety. Yeah, we had no safety. Uh, uh, something else I'll say again. Mm-hmm. For the, you know, very weird that we ran out of words in our football terminology. <laughs> safety. That we have a position. There's a guy who goes out there. He's a safety, and that makes sense because he's the last line of defense. He keeps things safe. So no, like no touchdown at least keep you safe. What is right. safe, though, inherently about having a large person fall on you in your own end zone? Nothing is the answer. Why? Yeah, you're right. Why do they apply safety twice? They couldn't come up with another word for that one. You know, they, they did that. But we got to work on side that. of it. It is as that glorious. That, glorious that is nice. Zone. We got to work on that. Yeah, it's like you're praying, but uh, we'll work on safety and we'll work on um, elite eight because uh, those should go away. Dave, minus three. We got a That's couple right. episodes this week. Couple episodes. We're going to look into uh, some pro football free agency. It's one of the great non-sporting event, sporting events of the year now, right up there with Selection Sunday and otherwise. So yeah, we'll do that, and then we'll uh, we'll get into it some more with Hench, and no doubt Hench will yell at me and tell me I'm dumb and Eddie Spaghetti and everything else, and it'll be a gay time. <laughs> but our uh, our it'll it should be juicy since our Penguins and Bruins are hooking up on Monday and Tuesday night this week. So it be makes fun. you uh, feel it's a little less personal when you find out he berated a referee who is confined to a wheelchair right i mean what the when he's yelling at you yeah well well, you know what 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 in the hell hench i mean yelling at a guy in a a, a lunatic in a wheelchair lunatic (laughs) yeah he is say we we decided though we we debated last week more delightful or or insane and i think we decided insane insane of course yeah yeah. Uh, the audience has enjoyed him so far. Yes. Catch against all odds twice this week. The degenerate trifecta Cinderella challenge. If you go to Winthrop, if you go to Georgetown, if you attend, what was the third? Oh, UC Santa Barbara, your team's in the tournament and you can earn $500 for every win and $10,000. If one of those three teams wins the whole thing, uh, hit us up, direct message, our extra points, um, Twitter account. And you could be eligible. You have Harry, Brother Bry, and the Parley Kid playing for you. And that's it. Catch me on Fox Bet Live Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern on FS1. And I know, listen, a reminder, I know a lot of you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, 
You're all my favorites. Take care.